This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's a thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Wednesday, Ceviche Wednesday, November and today's pod, today's pod is the best one yet. Why is that, Jack? What's going on, man? <laughs> Nick, I am feeling your energy I'm right feeling now. feeling you right now. We're live from Beverly Hills. All right, well, we're not live, but we are in Beverly Hills. We're recording from Los Angeles. Yeah, together. we are. Do you want to tell the Yetis what happened on your flight, by so the way? So I fly over here. I pick seat 17A. Which we know would be a... Window seat. Which you like. And, and the map of the airplane looks like it's just like any other window seat. Classic airline seat. I'm flying United. Uh-huh. And based on their new Wilma boarding policy, they let me board first. Call them out. What do we got, Jack? I get to my seat. Yes. No window. Just a big wall. <laughs> so you're in like the window space, but there's no window outside. I have to creep over two seats to get to my chair, and I don't even get the reward of a view. It's like United was hiding you like Quasimodo in the attic. I feel like I've been defrauded because it wasn't a window seat. It is the worst of both worlds because you were between the middle seat and no seat. It's not a window seat if there's no window. It was just a wall. Yet he hasn't seen sunlight in like 12 hours. Jack, you're looking fantastic though. <laughs> so great to be in Los Angeles with you. First story, what do we got for the pod? For our first story, WeWork, the company that invented the word hot desk, WeWork just declared bankruptcy. Adam Newman injured this unicorn. The real estate market killed this unicorn. For our second story, it's Shein. Shein. The ultra-fast fashion company wants to IPO for $90 billion. Yetis, to explain Shein's fashion, we're going to use philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche. Exactly what we were thinking. For our third and final story, Yetis, the Great Recession and Quiet Quitting, they're both officially over. There's now a new awkward problem that big companies are facing, though. No one is quitting. Apparently, no one wants to quit. And for some reason, 
series, and that's a big problem. It's awkward. But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix. A fantastic mix of stories, Jack. Nick and I just stumbled across one of the most powerful software applications we've ever heard. Besties, Jack and I just discovered one of the most innovative tech solutions possible. We found an artificial intelligence that will mute the sound of your potato chip crunching. We repeat, this is an AI that will silence your snacking. Get this, Yetis. The researchers over at PepsiCo have created Doritos silencing software. Doritos silencing software. Like, this is actually a thing. It's called crunch cancellation. Because we've all heard that crunching problem. Oh, we've all faced that crunch problem. Have yeah, there we go. There it is. What is going on? Is this the loudest snack you've ever heard? It's distracting the whole show. We have to pause the pod over here now. This is excruciating. I can hear it now. How are we going to whip up a takeaway? You're at the movie. You're trying to watch a beautiful scene on the screen, and then boom, somebody's crunching potato chips behind you. You're playing a video game, and then boom, you get the crunch of a Doritos chip. You're on a conference call, and somebody whose camera's not even on, you can hear the crunching of the Cool Ranch Doritos. Yetis, let the numbers speak for themselves. 30% of gamers have been distracted by someone crunching on chips. Two-thirds of us say that chip crunching, chip chewing, is the loudest of all the snacking Jack, sounds. I'm sorry, but how many Zoom presentations have been ruined by an errant chip crunch? I wish I could mute them, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> Yetis, we have covered the power and potential of artificial intelligence on this here podcast. But this software that you can download on your computer yes, Jack? that mutes out the crunching of chips on anybody? What are you thinking? That may be the greatest feat yet. Besties, a crunch cancellation technology that silences snacking in real time. Chomp away, Yetis. Chomp away. Jack, let's hit. Uh, I, I'm not. Can we hit our three stories? I can't work like this. <laughs> 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, WeWork has just declared bankruptcy. Adam Newman injured the WeWork unicorn badly, but the office market killed it. All right, Yetis. Late Monday night, we're packing up for this trip, and um, it's pretty late out there. Like, we don't get late breaking news, but I text Jack, and he texts me back because something just happened. We work issued a press release late Monday night, and it said this. It said this. Here we go. Here we go. WeWork takes strategic action to significantly strengthen its balance sheet and further streamline the real estate footprint. What does that mean? I don't even, that sounds positive, kind of. Like, you know, it seems like they're doing Can you give good. us a translation of that corporate babble? Well, Jack, in order to give you a translation, I should point out they're missing one key word. The headline was missing the key word. Yeah. Bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. Like, the rest of the press release is all about bankruptcy. Because WeWork is buried in debt that it cannot repay. Yeah, it is. Five years ago, WeWork was worth $47 billion. It was the coolest, most valuable startup in America. Massa. But today, WeWork is worth $0. Actually, it's worth less than $0. Good point. Good point. We should explain. Because WeWork owes more than it owns right now. That's why it declared bankruptcy. But yet, he's... 
If Professor J.G. Wentworth has taught Jack and I anything over the last couple decades, it's that bankruptcy isn't the end, it's a new beginning. So here's what comes next with WeWork. Okay, Yetis, here's what comes first. WeWork is going to continue operations as a judge finalizes this bankruptcy agreement. Yeah, so this week, WeWork 750 buildings remain open for co-working. Yeah, the kombucha is still on tap, but eventually some of these locations will probably close. Now let's start talking about who loses money. Yes. Now, Jack, who loses some money on the WeWork bankruptcy? Landlords. Landlords will take some losses because Yetis, WeWork doesn't actually own the buildings that you're WeWorking in. WeWork leases one giant office space from a landlord and then sublets the space out to individual desks. They throw some succulents in there too. You know the drill. But now that WeWork's declared bankruptcy, these landlords, they could kick WeWork out for not paying the rent. They could evict WeWork. Right, right, right. But, but they're probably going to try to negotiate with WeWork, maybe at a lower rent, because who else is going to fill that space? <laughs> okay, so yeah, the landlords are going to lose some money. But Jack, who loses more money on the WeWork bankruptcy? WeWork's lenders do. Yeah. WeWork's lenders are going to take bigger losses. Because to lease all those giant office buildings, WeWork had to borrow billions of dollars. And the lenders to WeWork have already forgiven $3 billion in debt, but now they're, they're going to lose even more. <laughs> Which leads to the next question, Jack. Who loses the most money? Shareholders do. Shareholders, yetis. Shareholders are going to take the biggest losses. Because people who own stock, they get paid last in a bankruptcy process, and there's often nothing left for them. Yeah, and WeWork stock, it's trading at roughly $0 right now. So if you own WeWork stock, whether you're Masa yeah. or just Mike who has a brokerage account, <laughs> you lose everything you put into the company. You're going to get nothing. Although somewhere in lower Manhattan, Jack, Adam Newman is trying to buy it all back for zero dollars. Unfortunately, that's <laughs> yeah. probably true. You don't need shoes to buy WeWork. So, Jack, <laughs> what's the takeaway for our buddies over at WeWork? Adam Newman injured WeWork. The post-pandemic office market killed it. Yeti's amazing thing about WeWork we should point out. There was always a viable business model there. Like, it's kind of surprising it didn't work. Co-working spaces are great. People pay them money, and they let you work there and use the internet. Jack and I have T-Boy Recording Studios. One on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. Both are in co-working places, and we love them. But Adam Newman got WeWork off to such a bad start. Yes, he injured the WeWork unicorn. The long-term leases that Adam Newman signed when he was CEO... Talk to us, Jack. They were 10- and 20-year leases, and they were horribly overpriced. Yeah, these, those terrible deals still haunt the WeWork company today, four years after I Adam left the company. But the final straw that broke WeWork's back was the office real estate market we're in right now. Exactly. Because office buildings in most cities are still half full because of flexible work from home. With a weak office real estate market, WeWork, they just couldn't make as much money as they hoped. That's why Jack and I like to think of it this way, Yetis. Adam Newman injured the WeWork unicorn, but the current office market killed it. For our second story, the company that everyone's going to be talking about in 2024, it's Shein. Shein. She because Shein, the ultra-fast fashion app, wants to IPO next year. All right, Jack, we got to ask the question, are you familiar with the haul, Yetis? Of course I am not. 
<laughs> it's the fashion verb that was like basically invented by you Shein. You don't shop on Shein, you haul. Yeah, because Shein is the Chinese ultra-fast fashion app, isn't it? If you open up this app, you're going to see a casino of clickable clothing. Okay. Can you describe what happened? Because you opened up the app minutes before the show. I was blasted with like notifications for sales and promo codes. <laughs> yeah, and Jack had to stand up, sit down, and stay seated because he was getting nauseous in the Shein but app. But some people get a big kick out of it. Well, Shein happens to be the most followed apparel brand in all of social media. And behind Amazon, it's the second most downloaded shopping app in the United States. What did States. we see? 35 million followers on Instagram? Yeah, it's a huge number. It's the biggest number. But here's the news. Shein is reportedly targeting an IPO next year in the United States at a valuation of $90 billion. Jack, can we sprinkle on a little numerical context, please? $90 billion is huge in the fashion industry. $90 billion. Shein would be worth two Lululemons. It'd be worth three Adidas. It would be worth 20 gaps and don't even get us started on the lifts. Shein is disrupting Zara and H&M, the OG fast fashion company. Classics. If it IPOs at $90 billion, though, yeah, yeah. it'll be worth more than Zara and H&M. Combined. Teddy Sheehan recently invested in Forever 21. Yeah, that Forever 21. And as part of the deal, you can now get Forever 21 tops on Sheehan. You're getting that cute top from Forever 21 on Sheehan. But what Nick and I really want to talk about is the new business model that Sheehan pioneered. Sheehan just pioneered a business model that we call Real time retail. Because Shein sells fashion trends while the trends are happening. All right, Jack, let's go back to Zoolander. Because Zoolander, it taught us a lot about the fashion industry, right? Like fashion, it works in cycles. There's four cycles, and all of them are blue steel. <laughs> exactly. Well, fast fashion, like Zara and H&M, it doesn't have four cycles. It has 12 cycles. Right. Every month, there's a new line when it comes to fast fashion. But Yetis, throw out everything Jack and I just said when it comes to Shein. Because Shein's fashion cycles are in real time. It's real time, ultra fast fashion. It's like calculus. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like know it's a mean. derivative. <laughs> the limit does not exist. Because Shein immediately shares shopping data as you're on the app with the designer and the factory that are making what you buy on the app. So if a panther polka dot print Lovely. is going viral as a dress on Monday. I'm picturing it. Shein's not waiting until next month to take action on that data. No, Yetis by Sunday, Shein's selling Panther polka dot hoodies, Panther polka dot handbags, and a Panther polka dot bucket hat. It's instantaneous, the feedback between what is selling and what Shein goes and makes. Bestie, Shein's manufacturing cycle, it isn't quarterly and it isn't monthly. It's minute by minute. It's minutely. Yes, that is an adverb. Is that a chip? Is that a chip? So, Jack, can you put down the chip and tell us what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Shein? To quote Friedrich Nietzsche, your greatest enemy is yourself. Yeah, he's the way Jack and I see it. The greatest threat to Shein, it's not H&M, it's not Zara, it's not Dolce, and it is not Gabbana. It is Shein. Because the closer Shein gets to an IPO the more scrutiny Xi'an is going to face. For example, Xi'an was founded in China, so U.S. politicians have security worries about the company. Xi'an has factories in a Chinese region that's associated with forced labor. And artists accuse Xi'an of copying their designs. Sustainability-wise... Shein is the worst kind of fast fashion. Fast fashion was bad. Ultra fast fashion is, is way more intense. Now, other ultra fast fashion shopping apps like Timu are challenging Shein in the market. But the closer Shein gets to an IPO, the more spotlight is getting shine on Shein. That's why, as Friedrich Nietzsche said, Shein's greatest threat is Shein itself. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottle it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. For our third and final story, the great resignation is over and quiet quitting is officially finished. In fact, the opposite is now happening across America. The opposite. No one is quitting. Not enough people are quitting their jobs right now. It's an interesting story. It's an awkward situation. Yetis, over the last four years, we have seen the biggest upheaval to employment since the Great Depression. It started with the Great Resignation in 2020. More people left their jobs by choice than at any time in U.S. history. People took a chance during the pandemic to finally quit that unsatisfying job. You were popping around. People were job hopping like a frog who can make PowerPoints. Anything was possible. Yeah, you had on your resume like a bullet point that said switching jobs was an activity. <laughs> but as the great resignation died down, then quiet quitting began. Yeah, quiet quitting became the new side of the great resignation. You do the bare minimum for as long as possible at work, just enough to not get fired. Turn off your camera for the Zoom calls. Time to hit the sauna. Is it 4 p.m.? I'm already in the sauna. It's called health and wellness. Yeah, it's important to me. <laughs> but yet he's, here's what Jack and I found fascinating about this story. The great resignation and quiet quitting are over. And they've been replaced with something else. Here's the news. The quit rate is something that is tracked across the American economy. Yeah, that was actually news to us. We did not track the quit rate before this podcast, did we, Jack? The quit rate is the percentage of workers who quit in any given year. And Jack, can we talk about the latest quit rate numbers in America? The quit rate in America is down by a third this year compared to last year. Yetis, in 2022, 3% of workers were quitting their jobs on any given month. This year, only 2% are voluntarily quitting their jobs. Yeah, 3% versus 2%. You're probably thinking, eh, it's not a big deal. It's, not it's only deal. 1%. But 1% is a huge difference. It's a huge difference. A 1% difference across the whole economy? That means millions of people. Yeah, these millions of people who would have quit their job last year 
are just not this year. They're thinking, you know uh, what? Yeah. This analyst training program, <laughs> yeah. it's actually pretty good. It's like Kale from accounting. She's actually kind of cool. We got drinks the other. I'm going to stick with this job. Yeah, I kind of like this job. You know what? I always did like wearing a tie. People are sticking with their jobs this year. And they're sticking with their jobs because of our takeaway. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for all our buddies who are not quitting? Quiet quitting has transformed into loud lingering. Loud lingering. Kenny's over the past couple of years, basically reality hit for some of us who'd quit. You appreciated that paycheck and the benefits and all the perks that you used to have at work. Meanwhile, unemployment has ticked up from 3.4% to 3.9%. Yeah. So you might be a little more nervous about the job. Oh, you have. and Jack, we all remember those tech layoffs from last year, right? Like How could you forget? Those are still in the back of your minds. So, I can do anything. Career optimism has been replaced by I just want to keep my job right now. And that is why the pendulum of employment has swung from quitting to staying. Quiet quitting has become loud lingering. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for Ceviche Wednesday? WeWork has now declared bankruptcy, but the co-working spaces will remain open for now. Yeah, it is. Adam Newman injured WeWork. The office real estate market killed WeWork. For our second story, Sheehan. It's reportedly looking to IPO next year at a $90 billion valuation. As philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche once said, the greatest threat to that IPO is itself. And our third and final story, just a couple years after the Great Resignation, nobody is quitting anymore. <laughs> because quiet quitting has become loud lingering. Nobody is quitting. We are staying. But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, yesterday was voting day across America. And as of this recording on Tuesday night, here are the two big results that have been called so far. Ohio voters enshrined the right to abortion into the state constitution. And Kentucky reelected their Democratic governor, Andy Bashir. Other results are still rolling in. And second, there is drama over in Sneakerland. Nike is suing New Balance over its fly-knit technology. And Nike's also suing Skechers, also, for its fly-knit technology. Active people over at Nike are the lawyers. <laughs> That's my fly-knit technology. And finally, Live Nation just announced a record year for concert ticket sales, and the year isn't even over yet. Maybe you haven't heard about it. But Taylor Swift had a concert tour this year. And apparently Beyonce's doing <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, their record tours. Maybe yeah. you haven't heard about it it's yet. It's the year of the Bay Tech. Now time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Scott Starr from Brooklyn. There are 6,495 different kinds of mammals worldwide. Nearly 7,000 kinds of mammals. Jack, can you whip up a definition of a mammal for us over there? <laughs> yeah, a, mammal, a mammal has hair. Yeah, there we go. It gives live birth to live babies. Except the whales. The whales don't have hair. <laughs> That's an exception. We were talking about that before the pod, We actually. wanted to ask Yetis, what's the most common type of mammal by far? And the answer, by far far is the bat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just call him bat man. No, 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 no. <laughs> there are 1,386 different variants of bats. Yeah, bats. 20% of all mammals are bats. So if you say, I think there's a bat in the house, yeah. what kind? It's like Batman was a double mammal, is what we're saying, Jack. Yeah, he was a human <laughs> and a bat. Yeah, he's, what we're saying is that one out of every five mammals is a bat. And that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> yes, it is. 
Yetis, you look fantastic for Ceviche Wednesday. And as always, when Jack and I are traveling together, if you got any restaurant recommendations in like West Hollywood, we would love to hear them. Hit us up at T-Boy Pod. Also, whoever asked us about our hair routine, yes. if you want to know it, we put the answer in the newsletter we're, today. We're both wearing hats today, but there is a formidable amount of hair under both our heads right now. We tell you our hair routines in the best newsletter to get. You can subscribe at tboypod.com slash newsletter. A little moose never killed anyone. Your hair is vibrant right <laughs> it now. Is, it's actually got, it's its own mammal, Jack. The hair is, my hair is its own mammal right now. And before we go, a happy birthday to Yeti Allison Starr in Brooklyn. She and her husband happen to be a couple of dinkwacks. Classic dinkwack. Double income, no kids, with a cat. And happy birthday to Nick Jordan, who works for the New York Stock Exchange, and his ticker symbol is N-I-C-K. And happy birthday to Arena. In New York City. And David Zimbrano is celebrating a birthday in Monterey, Mexico at the Hamptons. And congratulations to Daniel Morales, who's opened up a new ceviche restaurant in San Francisco. And he did it on Ceviche Wednesday. It's called Pacifico. If you want some raw fish and some corn and some citrus in a delicious bowl, that's what, that's what ceviche is, you're right? on a, You're on a roll. You're on a roll. Then go to Pacifico in San Francisco. And to anyone else celebrating something today, make it a T-Boy. Celebrate the wins. This is Jack. Nick and I both own stock of Lululemon. (laughs) And we're both mammals. (laughs) I didn't even know a bat was a mammal. What would it be? Oh, like a bird? Does it lay eggs? We gotta get that in. <laughs> oh, oh, doesn't it, you know, flies and <laughs> the totally, night and sonar? That's totally fair. That's totally fair. That's <laughs> totally fair. Play. Now, time for the best fact. Yeah, this one's sent in by Yeti Scott Starr from Brooklyn. We all know what a mammal is. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> A mammal is, is an is an animal that gives a live birth <laughs> and has hair. That's, those are the two definitions of a mammal. Not a bald whale. How much, how much hair does a whale have? <laughs> if you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, Tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Nick and Jack here. want to quickly tell you about the show Business Wars. With the launch of ChatGPT, Sam Altman and OpenAI reinvigorated our imaginations and fears of a world with artificial intelligence. While the company looked like a stunning success from the outside, a battle was brewing within. Almost a year after launching ChatGPT, that battle erupted into a war when the company fired its charismatic CEO, Sam From Wondery, Business Wars is a podcast about the biggest corporate rivalries of all time. And in the newest season, host David Brown digs into the philosophical differences within OpenAI that culminated in Sam Altman's shocking firing and what it means for the future and safety of AI in the modern world. Follow Business Wars on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And for more deep dive and daily business content, listen on Wondery the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, The Best One Yet, Business Movers, and many more. Wondery means business.